Welcome to another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It is episode 55 five of Stands <laughs> and Fits, presented by the Professional MBA Program at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State University. When do we when are we gonna have another guest on? I feel like we got to be getting close to I haven't that. been talking about a guest lately, so I, I would assume it'll be soon, but uh, I'll have to get with my guy and figure that out. Yeah, I'm sure we'll, we're probably getting close to that point when it's uh, time to do another one. But yep. uh, lots to talk about today here in the Carl Chevrolet studios. This is the third time in a row that we've been in the Carl Chevrolet studios and it's been crappy weather outside. Like two weeks or three weeks ago, we had the snowstorm blow through. Last yeah. week was the, um, the very, very cold day and today we get ice so we've had all the the winter weather all of the winter weather and then there was the like one day or two days of nice weather mixed in between yeah. man i almost got into an argument with a guy today out on the street over so my roommate's dog got to go for a ride mm. uh, got to go chick-fil-a yep. with my roommate's girlfriend uh lolo did not take well to the idea of Todd, my roommate's dog, mm -hmm. getting to go for a ride and get and leaving oh. her behind. Okay. So she was being a little butthead. <laughs> and I'm getting ready to come here. And just as I open up the front door, she bolts out thinking that she's, oh, I'm going to go too. Yeah. But that so then I'm happen. trying to catch her. And I'm out there just trying to catch her. And it's, you know, no big deal. I mean, she's quick. Like she's little dog. She's hard to catch in these scenarios. Oh, yeah. I'm just trying to kind of like wrangle her and get her to go back inside. Cause I knew if I got, if I could flank her and push her back towards the door, she would go back and go inside. And some guy comes out and starts getting pissed at me about the fact that, so I don't normally, I have a backyard. I normally let my dog out in the back. Yeah. And he starts going off on me saying that I don't pick up Lolo's poop. And I'm like, I was like, dude, I don't even walk my dog out here, man. Yeah. He's like, well, you're out here right now. I was like, clearly I'm trying to catch her, dude. I, don't, I was like, what do you... Yeah. You it's just, not like you're, you're ignoring her and she's going to do whatever she wants Right. There. I was like, you can see that I'm clearly saying, go back inside. Mm. And he was using very vulgar language with me. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, man, I finally was just like, I was like, you worry about your thing and yeah. i was like i'm gonna worry about my thing that i've got going on right now because this is more important than what yeah you've got going on and it was cold i didn't have my coat on mm -hmm. i was like this is ridiculous get get out of here get away from me so it has to be another dog in your apartment complex that probably yeah and it was not even my apartment complex it was like down the street oh was it yeah so i was like <laughs> i was like dude I, what are you talking about yeah like I was like, are you having this conversation with every person you see outside with a dog? Probably. And that's what I wanted. Like, I was not there to use reason with this guy, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I was just like, all right, man. I was like, sounds good. And I just, I finally got Lolo and got her to go back. And I was just like, oh, man, I really just want to lose it on this guy right now. Because oh I was just, I was pissed like that I was out there trying to corral her. So you almost threw hands with your neighbor. Well, no, not really even my neighbor. Like just some guy down the street, you know? So I'm like, yo chill bro yeah chill so then i was going to ask i saw on your twitter i think over the weekend you posted a picture with with another dog is that your roommate's dog that was like in your lap yeah that's todd yeah okay. yeah he I was uh, I, I was actually going to text you and ask if something happened to lolo and you got a new dog and no I, I didn't want to like you know. no todd is a character okay he is uh he is something else yeah what kind of dog is he he looked like a like a husky or something he's a malamute oh malamute yeah very nice he's big big dog do uh does the malamute and lolo get along then? oh yeah they're like best friends that's yeah. why lola was upset that uh that todd got to go and she didn't yeah i gotcha yeah i was like i, I it's like we're not going to chick-fil-a <laughs> you don't <laughs> Sorry, get to go lola. to chick-fil-a because we're not going there should have had a uh, had your friend your roommate bring back some some chick-fil-a well lola. he didn't go his the girlfriend took oh took her. yeah so someone I think that, that was just where she was upset and someone should have brought back chick-fil-a for lolo yeah has lolo ever had chick-fil-a no no, I don't. Not that I mean, I guess not to my knowledge, at least. Is there, do you ever feed Lolo any fast food or anything like that? No, no. She's all dog food. I mean, I'll maybe like if I'm eating something, I'll give her like a small piece of it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, she doesn't get, yeah, she doesn't get people food generally. Mm -hmm. Doesn't get that spoiled then. No, no. Uh, all right. Iowa State won a road game last night in Norman. You rode uh, the road dogs on yep. the on the rundown going from dogs to road dogs seven <laughs> dogs road dogs dogs uh 
Iowa State 75, Oklahoma 74. It's kind of an interesting game because it felt like, I don't know, I've, even though Iowa State was behind at halftime and mm-hmm. a lot in the first half, I still never really ever felt like they weren't going to win. In the past, a game like that, Iowa State easily probably could have dropped. Yeah. But for some reason, I think this this year, they're just a little bit more balanced and they can just, I don't know, something something about this team's a little bit different, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, Shayok, man, that shot that, that he hit was was big time. Don't don't say it. I'm not gonna say it. I don't wanna it, we don't wanna offend anyone. If we uh say the the two words that you used in your article, your five things after the game, then yeah. we'll get in trouble. Be more creative. <laughs> you gotta be a better <laughs> journalist, man. Yeah. Uh, oh. we expect higher levels of journalism at Cyclone Fanatic. Yeah. <laughs> You would think after <laughs> ten years, <laughs> but anyway, and I've been doing this for five. Yeah, you've been around the block a few times. Yeah, you should know better. Uh, apparently not. Apparently not. Yeah, dude, that 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 shot. I think we've we've totally figured out who Iowa State's closer is. Yeah, between that and then the one against Texas, that was basically. I mean, the one one of them was a three, and the other one was a, that dude. That one. His feet were off too. Like yeah. that was a tough shot, yeah. you know, and just fading away and just drilled it. I was like, Man, that's okay. That's one of those where, you know, you hear about him being in the gym so often. That's one yeah. where, where being in the gym every day really pays off. Right. And that's, you know, Bob Huggins, man. <laughs> Dude, Feel bad for Bob Huggins. Honestly, I, I, I wonder if he's like actually depressed but he made the he had the tangent that he went on about basketball being like your girlfriend yeah and mariel shock plays pays a lot of attention to his girlfriend he pours a lot into basketball he does and he's getting a lot AKA back. his girlfriend in this scenario yep and that is paying dividends for him in situations like that where the basketball gods are gifting you you know yeah it's super nice knowing that I, I know Shayok has kind of struggled at the rim, especially these last two games. But in the coming, in the closing moments of these games, he's he's put pulled together. He knocks down free throws, so he's someone that Iowa State can count on going forward, and that's really important. Yeah, and I think I am a little concerned, and I know this is another thing that people disagreed with me on my thing that I wrote. And I'm not I'm not saying this is a fact. I'm concerned that teams are going to start packing it in. Mm-hmm. on them and making more people shoot over the top. Yep. And if they're not, I mean, a game like Texas, they had every right to lose that game, yeah. you know, because the way they gave the, their lead up. But yeah. then they just kept battling and kept battling, and then you knock down shots at the right time. And it's just like a lot of those shots they took, you could very easily see them missing those, you yeah. know. And they're still having to take really tough shots, and then you're just you're still making them. Oklahoma last night, you had to just take some really tough shots, and you're making them. You can't bank on that every game, you know. Yeah. But I'm concerned that teams are going to start really trying to pack the paint on them and make the and try and cut off the driving lanes and make them shoot. Yeah. From farther away. And that's the thing. Iowa State, on top of not finishing well at the rim, they've turned the ball over a few times when they when they've driven the lane. Whether it's just the the secondary defenders coming in or they're just, they just lose the dribble for whatever yeah. reason. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that this is like, oh, they they're figured out. No, you know teams have figured them out. They've got the the they've got the playbook on how to stop Iowa State. Iowa State is still super balanced. Yeah, I'm just saying that I think that they're that is going to be something that we'll see a lot in the coming weeks, where you'll see teams more and more just trying to pack the paint and cut off all the driving lanes and say shoot over the top of us exclusively. I would love to see Tyrese Halliburton shoot more. Like I don't know if it's just me or not, but whenever. Whenever he gets an open look nowadays, it seems like he just pump fakes and then drives no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, he knocked down a couple of big shots last night. He did. Although I think he could have taken two or three more threes, honestly. Man, Lindell was awesome last night, too. Right yeah. off the bat, came in and start and was knocking down shots. Dude, Cameron Lard was awesome last night. Dude, that dunk, the first one, oh my goodness. Yeah, that one was that crazy. Was, yeah. He like, was that just, was crazy on the on the power scale, and then the, the alley-oop was crazy on the difficult scale. The... The first one might have been the best play that he's made at Iowa State. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't I think realize, of a better one. Like, like I, I knew he he was pretty athletic, but I didn't realize he was that athletic. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. That that was a play where you're like, damn, okay. Yeah. He, so it's like, like that. Like a big man can move. Yeah, yeah. And then the one that he catches the lob, 
that was just hard to, I mean, yeah, it's tough to make that play from behind the hoop, yeah. you know? Because we've seen him get some bad lob passes and then, you know, kind of struggle to put them in. But that one. Yeah. How many times did they miss on lobs against <laughs> Texas? Four? A lot. Five? Yeah. yeah. That was it was just an all around bad game for lobs because Texas missed some too. That one where where Shayok missed that the bunny. Oh, lane, that was real bad. That one was super bad. Yeah, you could tell he he was just in his own head at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, because he just short armed it yeah. and it was like oh, oh yeah, okay. Looked like me not, out there in rec league. Sort of looked like. You know the problem for you is I don't think you would get high enough to even be able to to dunk know, it. To not no not dunk it, but to even like throw the ball into the rim the way that he did. Uh, oh, you know what I'm saying? Well, I can get rims though. No, you cannot. Yeah, I can. You no, you bet? cannot. I, will pu- I, oh, I guarantee you. I, I will bet you $10 right now I can get That you could grab the rim? Yeah, that I can grab the rim. I'll bet you $10 right here. $20 if you want. Man, shake, I don't know. Shake on it, buddy. I, all right, let's go. I do not believe you at all. All right, next time I'm in a gym, I will get in the a rim. Ten foot ri- on a 10-foot? Yeah, 10-foot rim. Wow, you I, I'm I'm feeling a little bit disrespected right now, honestly. I've got I've got better ups than you realize. Have you ever dunked before? No. I, I could dunk a volleyball in high school, but I can't palm a real basketball. So I don't believe this. It's true. True story. I don't look that athletic, but I got some ups. Just saying. I look forward to your ten dollars being in my wallet next week. You I all right, this has to be on video. I I will get it on video. Okay. All right. This better not go the way of your uh, shotgun bed it that won't. you've had to, no had trust to me do. i i will if if i do not successfully get rim i will bring ten dollars next week and give it to you okay sounds good and it, like i said it has to be on video on twitter all right on twitter yeah okay i can do that okay i i look forward to this yep i hope that you do prove me wrong i will um man what were we talking about <laughs> we're talking about shayak finishing at the rim oh That's yeah no that. no he i mean he just threw it straight into the side of the rim you know, like, yeah. yeah, it was just that that was just real bad. But yeah. uh, I don't know. I I feel good about the team. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that they just the fact that they've got so many guys. I mean, last night, Lindell led them with 17. And then you had, what, four or five guys in double figures. Yeah. So it's just they're so balanced in the sense that not any one guy has to carry them every night, you know? Yeah. It's not like Kansas. So I know with Dedrick Lawson with the, with the way they've played the last couple of games, it's kind of fallen on the wayside. But do you, at this point, do you still foresee there being any chance that either Wigginton or Lard will make their way into the starting lineup going forward, or are they just going to roll with the whole them coming off the bench the rest of the year? I don't know. I kind of like the dynamic of them coming off the bench. Yeah, you and, know? and I think Wigginton's kind of proved the last couple of games, especially that he can come off the bench. It's not it's not a thing where if he comes off the bench, he's not going to be the, the player that he wants. Right. And I almost wonder if maybe that was a mental thing before where it's like he didn't want to come off the bench or something. You know what I mean? It might have been. And he just so then he like psyched himself out to thinking that he couldn't do it. And then all of a sudden now he's had some good games and it's like, OK, I can do this. Well, and as long as he's getting the minutes he wants to. I mean, again, starting is overrated, in my opinion. Yeah. It's all about minutes played. Yeah. I mean, think about people like, I mean, you think about a guy like Tyrus, like back in the day, like he thrived in that role, you know, just like you almost have to just embrace the idea of being the, uh, the spark off the bench, you know? And if you just embrace that, then, then you kind of can take that mindset and it's like, that's what I'm going to be. I'm going to be the guy that when I come in the game, I elevate it. In some sense. And in a way, you can even get some kind of spotlight out of that, too, because I remember a lot of the time when Tyrus was a senior, like the commentators made a point of being like, oh, this is the best sixth man in the conference right Uh here. Tyrus McGee coming off the bench to score. Right. And it's just. Yeah, you just have to, like, get over the idea of being like, I am a starter. Mm -hmm. I start the game, you know, and you have to hear your name in the starting lineup and all this stuff. And it's just like if you can get past that, then you're like, all right, now it's just playing basketball, you know. And I, I'm not saying that I think that's what the case was, but it seems like the last couple of games, both of them have just been much more receptive to that uh, role than what they maybe were early on. Agreed. And I do, I do think, you know, the whole getting back up to speed has kind of played into it too. Like they've played a few weeks now. They're, they're solidly a month in yeah. each of them. So it's time to get back in the game. Do you, how do you feel right now about the league? Do you think that they're, um, I still, I know Kansas is not in the driver's seat technically at this point, but I still feel like they are like, you know, until, until they lose 
two or three games on the road because I don't think they're going to lose at Allen Fieldhouse the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, st- I still think that I'd say Kansas State would probably gonna... be the best chance for them to lose in Allen Fieldhouse. I yeah. To, oh, yeah. I don't know when they play that. For teams they have left, for, certainly. Although, yeah. I, I think, if I remember correctly, I, I read something that none of the current seniors on Kansas State roster have ever beat Kansas. Have ever beat Kansas, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, which that might be different by the time this podcast is posted. Since it's they literally very true. tip in two and a half hours. There you go. So, by the time people listen to this, we could know a lot more about the Big 12 race. Yeah, and I almost don't know... Who do we want? Who do you? Who would we want to win that game? Uh, I would want Kansas State to win. I know they're. I know they're currently in first place, but I think you just gotta. Any chance we can have another team beat Kansas, it goes a long way. It's weird to me that somehow it's worked out where I, Iowa State and them have played more two more games than Baylor and Kansas State. Yeah, I don't know why that has happened. Well, yep. how like what weird scheduling quirk leads to that? I don't know. Because and even after tonight, they still played one more. Apparently, there was a, a, a middle of the week game or something that neither of those teams played or something. I yeah, don't I don't know. I, I know there's a week where Iowa State doesn't play. I don't know if it's on a Saturday or if it's on a sometime in the week. But I okay. think that they go like Saturday to Saturday. Or they so go like Wednesday those, to Wednesday. When those teams probably catch up then. Yeah. So I don't know. But yeah, I mean, at this point with with Iowa State... Having played both of their games against Kansas, Iowa State can't control that aspect of you know the conference race anymore. So we got to ask some other teams to do their part, mm-hmm. knocking the Jayhawks down. I think that I think Kansas State will win tonight. I'll probably be they're favored by two and a half. I'll aren't be they? cold takes uh, by the time this is posted. But I think that they're going to win. Um, and if they win, then I'll feel even better about it. I think I I, I think Kansas not going to win the league. I. I'm not 100% sure that Iowa State will do it, but I don't think that Kansas will. So when you say you don't think Kansas will win the league, you you mean that they won't even finish in the tie for the league? No. Really? No. I think somebody else will win. Whether that's Kansas State or Iowa State, maybe Baylor. I, I would guess. say no to Baylor because their remaining schedule is brutal, man. Yeah. They still got all the, all the tough road games left. Uh, yeah. But okay. They're still in the conversation. They are. I mean, they're still technically in a tie for first place right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm. But I would say it's Iowa State or Kansas State would be the one to do it. I don't think Texas Tech's going to. Uh, I agree at this point. I, I honestly, I'm kind of shocked at how not, not good Texas Tech has been. Well, I, outside everyone, of last night. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. But, but that was probably as much as anything due to the, anyone, the team that they were playing. Anyone can look good against West Virginia these days, except yeah. Kansas apparently, <laughs> and Oklahoma. Yeah, and Oklahoma. But uh. Yeah, the whole the whole Texas Tech, they they're great on defense, but man, I guess they just can't score. Sometimes. Man, did you see the thing? Oh, uh, the guy on the West Virginia bench Tri- tripping trip the other guy. Yeah, tripping Jarrett Culver. Yeah, I was like, that guy probably did not have a very fun post game <laughs> experience with Bob Huggins. He probably had. He probably got in the locker room and changed his clothes and left because he knew that he needed to get out of there before Bob Huggins could get to him the question is like at this point is bob huggins in total anger mode or is he in total i don't give a crap mode see that's what i was wondering this morning i was thinking about it i was like man i wonder if bob was even mad after that game like they got killed we've i flipped it over there down 40 points yeah you know and it was like it, honestly at this point i know he's been so frustrated it was he's probably just got the mindset of oh crap it was just another day of my terrible basketball right I'm, I'm like i'm imagining he him walking into the post-game conversation and everything that had happened was stuff that he's been harping on for weeks. And it's just like, he's like, all right, boys, see you at practice tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we know we suck. Let's yeah. get back at it tomorrow. <laughs> right. And it's just like, there's nothing else to even say. Like, it's just like, uh, well, yeah. oh, well, you know, like it is what it is. We suck. At and this point, their, their only thing to look forward to is just, you know, being a disruptor. At this point, because they're yeah. not, not going to go to the tourney. They're not going to go probably go to the NIT or anything like that unless they win out. Right. Like, there's not nothing gonna that he's going to go into that pre- like post game and say that is going to really change anything. So yeah. it's just like at this point, it's just like, OK, well, they're probably just got everybody. The, they were in Lubbock, right? Uh, Yeah. I everybody so. get changed and get on the bus. Let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that I've been in when I played at Simpson. I think that we had some games like that where the game got over and it was just like, all right, everybody changed. Let's leave. <laughs> yeah. 
Because <laughs> well, especially once you get on a on a losing streak like that, it's just kind of like another. It does become another day, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, that was just. I bet they've got the the game at Allen Fieldhouse circled on their schedule even more than normal, just because they're like, oh yeah, if we're gonna beat, if we're not gonna win that many games this year, at least we can beat Kansas twice. Man, that would be something else. If they, yeah, if they went like three and fifteen in the league with two wins over Kansas, yeah, that'd be the only time ever that we'd be like, "Thank you, West Virginia." Thank you so much. Thank right, you, bro. West Virginia. That was that would be phenomenal. Yep. Uh, all right, signing day is tomorrow. Do you have any thoughts on signing day? Uh, I'm still. It's still weird to me that signing day is a thing now that we have the early signing period. I know it's still like it's technically. It doesn't even feel like there's going to be a signing day. No, because it just was like, oh, Iowa State basically has their entire class in already. Yeah, and, the, and it was solidified what two months ago now. Yeah. So at, at this point, it's like it's just a formality, you know. Yeah, and it's like, I don't even know that it's exciting for anybody. Yeah. You know, you're almost kind of just like, okay, well, there's just it. Yeah, it's just because it, you know. It, Two or three years ago, signing day was the whole, you know, you, you get prepared for it. And it's a huge day because you're tweeting out the the recruit uh, national letter of intents coming in. Well, yeah. And, and there's like a lot of people announcing and stuff like yeah, that. And making decisions. Just, right. Still. And now it's like, you know, Iowa State might have like two people that could <laughs> that could potentially join the class. And it's like, OK, well, yeah. And it's not like not like they're massive game changer five-star recruits or anything like that no, no offense to those whoever might commit or anything like that but yeah that's just how it is yeah it's just like uh signing day yep here we go <laughs> national signing day is here again yeah it's I, groundhog day i know chris misses the old uh signing day format because mm. he's just well he's, a, he's like a recruiting old school recruiting diehard and especially for a, a you know a site like cyclone fanatic uh, signing day could be the, the one of the biggest days of the year in terms of well at one time it was yeah. yeah i mean now it's now it's not it's just now it's day, not I'm well sure. and even then like with the early period there's still not that much like drama to it you yeah. know it's just everything seems like it's wrapped up so much faster yeah kids commit a lot sooner i actually had like 20 commits in august yeah you know so it's like what does it matter from a know? from a program standpoint i do love the early signing period yeah you know, being able to get people to uh, commit early but at the same time i don't know it, it it does certainly make things less dramatic sounds good do we have any mailbag questions or anything we do not um we could briefly we didn't haven't discussed the uh the last shot um of oh the, of, yeah of the game yeah so the, the shot that technically probably shouldn't have counted uh shouldn't well, have counted there's no well it was interesting too because watching on tv the the espn graphic was like two tenths of a second behind mm -hmm. so if you're going by the graphic on screen he got the shot off but if you look at the backboard like th there's a screenshots of the backboard going off red yeah. with the ball still in his hand so you know he didn't actually get it off and those three points should not account and a lot of people lost money because of it yeah i thought it was funny how upset like some people got over it you know well I, actual my, one of my actual friends not I'm just not just saying that to say that i bet on the game one of my actual friends had a parlay and that was the only thing that didn't hit how much would he have won if uh it wasn't it, i think he only it was like 15 dollar parlay and i don't know he probably would have won like less than 100 bucks but still yeah i because i think it affected the total too didn't it yeah it hit the over then yep yeah i mean that's it's a double whammy of it's tough because like, you know that there's going to be way more now like with gambling becoming more and more mainstream that's going to become way more of a hot topic you yeah. know stuff like that where in if it's a if it's five years ago it doesn't really matter you know i mean it does in the same sense yeah but it's not more it's not like a major conversation just because it's like that's not as big of a thing yeah yet, i know? do feel like you know talking about sports gambling has gone massively through the roof in the last yeah. five years like you mentioned well and if you think about it the uh if that happens at halftime obviously they have to review it and change it but mm -hmm. in that situation it's like what did like yeah it didn't affect that outcome of the game correct you know it yeah. only affected this one thing yeah and there was, a, there was a thread on it that Chris started on the forums, and a lot of people were arguing, yeah, it doesn't matter at all because it didn't influence the outcome of the game. But I do think it matters a little bit. Like, you got to go by the book. Like, if, if, it, if it's not supposed to count, you can't count it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, but I don't know what you can do about it now. No. You, can the, unfortunately, is the conference going to change it? Like no. that? No. Like, that, it doesn't matter. No, you can't do anything about it. But I, I do think that there needs to be some kind of 
precedent set going I'm forward. sure I'm sure that the NCAA and like the Big 12 or whoever like they'll sign contracts with like William Hill and stuff to where eventually then there will be money involved and it's like okay no we actually do have to change this yeah but until then they probably are just like why why, why do we care you yeah. know what does it matter to us it does go to show that either the refs didn't have any money on the game last night or they had Oklahoma <laughs> covering so yeah <laughs> one of the rest had oklahoma too yeah exactly he's like oh yeah hey bob we got you we're not gonna go review that one yeah man i don't know i'm not that passionate about that stuff i know if we had chris on here he'd get real fired up about it but yeah. like for me it's just like yeah it is it is what it is, it is i didn't have any money on it it was just it was it was uh entertaining to see some national brands blow up on twitter about it yeah I thought like that's the first thing I thought of though when that shot went in. Oh yeah, I was like, oh my god, well, what a what a bad beat! Like that's awful. We we were discussing in our our Facebook chat that we have like we were we were like, oh yeah, they're gonna hit the ball back. Shea's gonna make two free throws, and Iowa State's gonna cover. Yeah, and he did that, and it's like yes, and then they come down and hit that, and it was all downhill. So yeah, I thought it was on bad beats on svp but it was a spread alert it wasn't a oh really bad beat yeah hmm. just triggered a spread alert i don't i don't watch sports center very often but i thought i figured that that might be in the conversation for a bad beat so i wanted to watch it was a bad beat that's for sure yeah it definitely was <laughs> that was a really bad beat uh all right so we'll do hot and not some would you rather and i'm sure we'll find some other stuff to talk about when we come back on Stands and Fits, presented by the professional NBA program at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Hey guys, it's Chris interrupting this podcast because, you know, everybody wants to know that I get it asked all the time. How can we help Cyclone Fanatic? Well, you help Cyclone Fanatic by you support our advertisers and everybody needs to be aware of eye care. I wasn't for a long time and I went to Ames Eye Care, and they really helped me out. It's changed my life. I don't have headaches the way that I did. You've heard me talk about this. They're also in Des Moines at Des Moines Eye Care, and you need to think about this with your family. Get the kids checked out. Encourage the wife, anything. Personalized eye care, designer eyewear. I've got these sweet Maui gym glasses that I use at work all the time. People think they look awesome. They meet your whole family's vision needs at Ames and Des Moines Eye Care. Check them out today and support Cyclone Fanatic. Welcome back to the Carl Chevrolet Studios. Time for Hot Knot. You go first this week. My hot this week, uh, pecans. Yeah, I saw this story. Yeah. Go on. So pecans are delicious. I had no idea. I'd never had pecans before. That kind of shocked me. I, I didn't realize that you'd never had a pecan. I'd never had a desire to, you know? Like, what What, what was your favorite uh, nut before you tried pecans? I don't know. Maybe peanuts? I don't know. I'm so not a huge nuts guy. You're you really, know? You're not into nuts? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, go on. Go, go on with your pecan story. Uh. Yeah, this. So I'm sitting at Hilton. Obviously, Hilton always smells delicious, and is because of roasted nuts. Yep. You know the cinnamon, and I think that these are of that variety. Someone comes up and they tap me on the shoulder and they say, they hand me this bag of nuts, and they say bag of pecans. They hand me the bag of pecans, and he says, uh, "Thank you for all your work. Enjoy the nuts." And I was, I sat there. I was like, man, I. Uh, drill nice I don't even know if I'll like these, you know, like I've yeah. never had them. And they were maple pecans. Uh, Chris came back and he obviously made many jokes about someone giving me a nut sack. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then I was like, all right, well, I have to try them. And they were delicious. Yeah. Absolutely A1 snack. I am pretty sure I've heard a story that every time Bill Self comes. No, it's Rick Barnes. Is it Rick Barnes? Okay. Yeah, Rick, oh, Barnes, you're, you're Rick right. You're right. Yeah, there was some, I knew there was some coach from a high-profile school within the conference. So Rick Barnes, every time he came to Hill Call Sam, he'd get those nuts. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and then we sat for the rest of the game, and we ate them. They were delicious. High-level nuts. How, do you know? I guess you probably don't know since you didn't go to the concession stand. Do, do, are they like five bucks? I don't know. The only thing that I have ever bought in Hill Call Sam is a walking taco. Never gotten a clone cone? No, really. It's just vanilla ice cream, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> that's a whole that's a whole debate, though. I mean, you know, there there are people who say clone cones are overrated just because it is vanilla, like colored vanilla ice yeah. cream. Yeah. 
But then there are some people that think, you know, clone cones are the magical, the magical uh, goo that comes from the heavens, you know. I'm just a, I'm, I'm just a straight walking taco guy. I respect a good... I have a walking taco every time that I go to Hilton Coliseum. A good, a good Hilton Wait, Coliseum walking taco. I don't think I had one the other day. Now that I think about have it. Have you had one this year? Oh, I've had... I said I've had one almost every game. And I think that I broke a streak on, on Saturday. I don't think I had one. And that's probably why Iowa State's been an offensive rut lately. Just saying. Man, it's a good thing they won still. It's a good thing they played TCU so you can get a walking taco and get them back on back <laughs> I know, on track. I got it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to get a walking taco. Sometimes I'll even have two. Like, I love those walking tacos. Wow, fatty. Uh, Jeez. I know. All, All right. right. What's your hot this week? My hot this week, uh, the Pelicans. Now, I know my, most people uh, who follow the NBA are probably like, wow, the Pelicans, why aren't they taking these huge trade offers for, for Anthony Davis? But I respect the Pelicans for not giving in to the demands of, of LeBron James. So that's my opinion. Uh, yeah, the, the Lakers uh, allegedly withdrew from trade conversations today. I saw that. Because the Pelicans are just like asking for astronomical <laughs> yeah. uh, things in return. I, and I was seeing the stuff that they're asking for. I was like, man, like they really are asking for yeah. really, an unnecessary amount of basically, stuff. The Lakers basically are offering to trade half of their half team. Half of their team, like three and, or four draft yeah, picks. And draft picks. And they're like, oh, no, that ain't enough. We need more. It's crazy. Yeah. And I think that it is right now where they're just, they, they really don't want to bet. No one wants to bend to LeBron. Exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. That's uh, that's the only thing that I think is preventing this trade from being done. Yeah. And I, honestly, I, I, I think it's kind of funny. You might you might disagree or not. I mean, I'd like to see another good player with LeBron. So I would too. And, and you know, it would be super entertaining to see Anthony Davis with LeBron James on the on the same court together. But at the same time, it's also I love NBA trade drama. It's so fun to follow, dude. I just think it's weird. Like if at some point I feel like you're like, okay, yeah, if you're going to give us your entire like young nucleus yeah. and all these picks, then at that point you're like, yeah, okay, maybe we'll do this. At the, yeah, exactly, because if it, if it is just to spite LeBron, you have to look at the business like side of things too. You have to be realistic. Like, right, if now, you you're get being, all, now you're being stupid. If you get all of those assets, you could be set for the next decade. That's what I'm saying. And now apparently they think that maybe they'll keep him and then – He'll change his mind. I don't think that this is going to help. Is it safe to say that there might be a, a, a situation where Anthony Davis doesn't play another game this year? I think so. I wouldn't be surprised. Which would be pretty crazy. Yeah. One of the best players in the NBA just sitting out just because he's you know on a team that he doesn't want to play for. And I honestly, I wouldn't be that shocked if they don't even have a team that much longer in New Orleans. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's just like a farce of an organization. Hmm interesting they've had one of the best probably 10 players in the league for six years now yeah six years mm. and they've been what the eight seed one time maybe twice mm. how can you not do anything that guy that's a guy that people want to play with and you can't do anything to get somebody else to help him that's true but and like, i can't mean, do anything to get make your i mean i guess boogie came that one time at one yeah. point and, and then like he got hurt and that just i mean but still, they have not done very much to to build around him in an effective way. Yeah, I would wrong. be pissed too if I was him. It is interesting though because uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't the the Chris Paul trade that got shot down by the NBA? Wasn't he at New Orleans like and wanted to go to the Lakers? Yeah. So it's just interesting how it's the same two teams involved in this in this non trade. You know? Yeah, that was weird though. That was a weird situation. David, I think there was some weird stuff going on with that. There was obviously some political stuff going on behind the scenes. Yeah, well, and it's weird. It's weird, too, because I think at that time, the NBA actually owned the Pelicans. Oh, did they? Yeah. So I think that there was just a lot of odd stuff that was happening. So they were, they were truly trying to protect their brand. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. It was something like that. I don't know exactly what the situation was, mm -hmm. but it was, it was a weird deal. There was a lot of... I know that there's still a lot of people that think that that was really questionable yeah that was still early in the the era of super teams though if i remember correctly because well, the celtics were a thing at that point the you know the big the big three slash four celtics were yeah because wasn't that in existence in the middle of man I, we got to look this up i'm pretty sure that, that the lakers would have been like the second or third super team because I, I don't think lebron had, had gone to the heat at that point had he uh that was in 2011 
Um, uh, so yeah, he LeBron would have been on the Heat, I think, at that point. Yeah. So he was he was uh with the Heat when I was in high school, and that was my graduating year. In a stunning turn of events, David Stern has stepped in and vetoed a three-team trade that would have sent Chris Paul to the Lakers. It's dead, a source told Yahoo from ESPN. A group of NBA owners assembled in New York for the ratification of the league's new labor pact with the players, protested vigorously that the league-owned Hornets were trading Paul to the star-studded Lakers and convinced NBA commissioner David Stern to intertwine. Oh, really? Or to intervene. So it was more the kind of thing where the other owners thought it was kind of collusion by the mm-hmm. NBA to make the, the, the NBA's brand even better, actually. Yeah. According to Yahoo!, Mark Cuban is one of the owners who is pushing hardest, pushing Stern the hardest to veto the trade. It's not too surprising, I guess. Yeah, and uh, the Hornets were going to get Luis Scola and Kevin Martin from Houston, as well as Lamar Odom from the Lakers, and the Rockets were going to get Pau Gasol. Gotcha. So some big names of The scariest part to the rest of the league, the Lakers still have Andrew Bynum to offer the magic for Dwight Howard. <laughs> Andrew Bynum. Now that's a name I haven't heard. Man, in so what a long. yeah, that was a that was a whole like blast from the past couple paragraphs right there. Was Lamar it? Odom Lamar Odom, uh Pau Gasol being like a major trade piece. Yeah. Uh uh Luis Scola, Kevin Martin, who uh yeah, he, at one yeah. point I think averaged like twenty five a game for the Kings. Yeah. And and then Andrew Bynum for Dwight Howard. Andrew Bynum, it seems like he had a year or two where he was amazing, but then every every year after that, he was always hurt and or overrated. Yeah, but no, so that would have been coming right off of when uh, the Lakers won back-to-back. Yeah. In 10 and 11, or so, no, in 09-10. So, that, and again, that makes the timing more, or it makes it more sense as to why the league would be totally against it too. Because if if Chris Paul had gone to the Lakers at that point, they probably could have won another two or three. Oh yeah, I mean that would have been a huge thing. Because that would have been Chris Paul in his prime. I don't get the Lakers didn't even have that many stars at that point. No, I mean I, would I think say, eleven was the last year that uh, that LeBron was on the Cavs. Because Kobe was a Kobe was a star, obviously. Uh, Pau Gasol at that point was a star. But they were trading him. Yeah, in that trade. Very true. You know, and then. Uh, and then they would have had Andrew Bynum. <laughs> Who which, at the time, you know, people might have considered a star, even though he technically... Oh, no, I guess in 2000. Yeah, I guess that was after his first year with the Heat. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That was a weird situation, though. Man, we've really gone down the rabbit hole of the veto trade of <laughs> 2011. Yes. So anyways, it's just amusing to me that Anthony Davis... This is like the first time that the Pelicans have legitimately been relevant like since then yeah and it's because they're not accepting huge massive trade offers from the from the lakers yeah i wouldn't be shocked if actually the pelicans ended up moving at some point we'll see they seem like a prime candidate to end up back in seattle i was gonna ask you if if it'd be seattle they'd move back to yeah yeah probably uh which seattle needs a team but all right my knot this week uh is elbows uh i was playing basketball today i Injured my elbow. Uh, I mean, basically, I tried to block a shot, and my elbow got cracked over the top of someone. Oh. It, it hurts really bad right now. It hurts doing anything. And I don't think you re- like you don't realize how integral your elbow is <laughs> until you until it. it really hurts, and you're like, dang, like everything I do makes my elbow hurt. So did your did your funny bone get get tinged at all, or was it just a, a pure? I, I, th- I think it's like a hyperextension. Oh, okay, of some sort uh if because it's like when i go like this like okay it hurts really bad he he's bending his elbow yeah well and i can i can only bend it to like a certain point before it stops do you have a bruise uh i don't think really okay. no, i don't know i guess i haven't really that's good I, at least. I kept playing and uh played like a game and a half with it hurting really bad but good so you were i don't think it's broken or anything at least I hope not. not. And it's your left elbow, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then at least it's not your shooting your shooting hand. No, I basically played with one arm, though, the entire rest of the time because every time I would do anything, it would hurt really bad. Mm-hmm. And my fingers kind of are numb, but I think that I'm okay other than that. Other than So besides not being able to bend your elbow very far and your fingers being numb. Yeah, I'm good. You're good. <laughs> it's a good thing you don't need your fingers to do your job or anything. <laughs> I'm going to go to the doctor. Like I'm going to wake up tomorrow and not be able to move my arm at all. And I'm gonna be like, oh man, sorry, Chris. I'm calling. I'm calling probably, sick on National Sign Day. Probably should have gone to the doctor yesterday. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then they're gonna be the. They're gonna. I'm gonna get there, and they're gonna be like, wow, your elbow is like really broken. I'll be like, oh, 
This isn't great. Yep. Maybe maybe I shouldn't have played those other two games that I played. Hey. After the fact. Hey, bro. I'm a warrior. I'm not. It's true. I'll give you that. You're not gonna uh, keep me off the court. All right. What do you got? <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we had to talk about the Super Bowl, my, which is my knot for this week. Okay. In general, the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl commercials and the Super Bowl halftime show were all knots, in my opinion. I'm still mad. You know what sweet victory is from SpongeBob. Uh, I do, yeah. Okay, Jeff, what do you didn't know? That's really upsetting. Um, I I know what it is. Although I, my wife will tell you, I I am not a SpongeBob fan. I I just never got into it when I was a kid. Um, you can you can flame on me if you want. But it's all good. Time, I'm just I'm blown away by the number of people who don't know what this is. I, I know what Sweet Victory is. I, I would not say that I am a fan of it by any means. It's, I just I know I'm aware of it. Okay. Well, whatever. So, anyways, yeah, I I, I uh, did not realize the travesty that was that was kind of happening as it as it went that way. So you you were expecting them to. to it was go just highly unfortunate when the fact that they teased us the way that they did. Yeah. Highly unfortunate. Um. So of of the three of the game, the halftime show and the commercials, which one do you think was worse? I actually thought the halftime show was fine. I don't Did know. You? I didn't think it was terrible. I yeah. mean, I I like Maroon Five. So. Maroon Five's all right, and I get the whole NFL going with them because they're likable for from a variety a wide variety of demographics. Yeah. So um. I, yeah, I think that they're fine. I like Travis Scott as well. Looking back though, it's funny because like the 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 halftime performers like like Lady Gaga and Katy Perry, like I. Looking back, I didn't think those were that great at the time, but at the same time, now I'm looking back and I'm like, man, those are actually pretty entertaining halftime shows. I think that you don't, I mean, honestly, like what, I, it's a concert that you're watching on TV. Like, what yeah. do you expect? Exactly. You know? it's, it's, How often will you be blown away by someone? Yeah. The, the funny thing is the, the parts that are memorable, like Left Shark from Katy Perry, <laughs> that, that made that halftime funny. Yeah. And it, like, it's almost like you need to throw in stuff like that when you're, when you're performing, you know? Like I said, it's a concert on TV. Like yeah. I don't know what you, and you have to jam your your set list into what ten minutes? Yeah, not ten minutes. Ten fifteen the half, minutes. The halftime know. shows like halftime's like half an hour in the Super Bowl. Well, I know halftime's like half an hour, but the the they played like ten songs. Uh, yeah, I mean, Big Boy but, did a song. Travis yeah, yeah. Scott did a song. No, they played ten songs, but at the same time, it's not like they did the entire song each for each ten no, song. You know, that's such true. So. Yeah, I don't know. I thought I thought that was fine. So I, the commercials. I don't really. There was maybe a, a couple that I even really remember. I thought the commercials were super, super uh, not good this year. Did you? Yeah, I. I, I the, thought the game was fine too. So I mean, I guess the commercials. Like last year, I specifically remember there being a few good ones, like like the tide, the tide ad thing. That was uh, that was hilarious in my opinion. I know some people didn't like that. Which but, one? You know the when uh, the guy from Stranger Things, the the cop would come on and be like, "Yeah, this is a tide ad." Oh, uh, those like because you know. They mimicked a, an Old Spice commercial with the guy on the horse, but then like the horse was a two-seated horse. Anyways. I don't remember. All right. You don't remember, but I, I enjoyed the tight ad. Like the only one I remember year. from last year's Super Bowl is the uh, the Westworld ad that, that announced like Westworld was coming back for season two in yep. like April of that year. And then like the, the only ad I remember from this year is the one that got the controversy about the corn syrup from Bud Light. Oh, yeah. I didn't even see that one on the first run. Yeah. And apparently the like the National Corn Growers Association or something is raising a huge fuss over. Yeah. Uh, that was a weird thing. I don't know why Bud Light did that. I mean, I, I get that high fructose corn syrup is definitely like it's not good for you. But at the same time, regular corn syrup. I just don't get what's the point of doing an ad by saying we don't have this in our... Yeah, and well, and plus too, they, they, by specifically mentioning Miller Light and Coors Light, you know, it's giving them some some publicity in a way. Yeah, I feel like they were just they were like way overthought that. Yeah, you know, I agree. Like, I think they were thinking it would make an actual impact, but in reality, I don't think people care what's in their beer. Yeah, or at least you know, ninety percent of people. Yeah, and then like with the game, it got over, and I, I said to my buddy, I was like, you know, that really wasn't that bad of a game, like. I disagree with you there. I think it was a terrible game. Why? Because it just wasn't entertaining at all. I mean, you could say it was a defensive struggle and you could appreciate that the the defenses played well, but at the same time... But at the same time, it was still a good game for the entire time. Like, there was still an opportunity for the Rams to win. It kept you on the edge of your seat. I would have rather the Patriots won... 35 nothing and there have actually been like fireworks and stuff as opposed to that game which was basically just like a big 10 football game yeah i didn't say that it was a wonderful game but it was it was fine it wasn't i don't think it was terrible football game i think it was a terrible football game okay big 12 fan okay uh, yeah i am a big big 12 football fan but at the same time like 
I'm just saying from a entertain me perspective, I was not that entertained. By there that are game. ways that the game could have been worse, you know? Yeah. Like, I think if the Patriots had won 13 to, or not, I guess, if they'd won 20, <laughs> 28 to 7 or something, and it, they scored 28 in a row to start the game, and then there was never a point where it was okay. in any way in question. So I, I understand what you're saying. So, like, it, 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 it was in question until basically the last few minutes of the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Which I get. But, I don't know. For whatever reason, just the way it played out was not entertaining to me. I'm just saying. That's why it's my not, dude. Whatever. That's fine. I, yeah, honestly, I, mean, I, I, I respect the, your I respect your opinion. I don't you're, care. Uh, you're, you, you, I'm kind of surprised that you were higher on both the halftime show and the game than I, I was thinking you would be. Yeah, I, I thought it was a fine Super Bowl. I enjoyed my Super Bowl Sunday. I don't know. All right. Well, good for you, I I'm guess. I'm sorry that you yours was so bad. I was so expecting bad. you to back me up, Jared. No, I mean, I just thought it was fine. Like, I think maybe your expectations for Super Bowl Sunday are too high. Uh, I would say maybe. <laughs> you might be right. I, like, I just, it's like I said. Well, we've, been, we've been spoiled by some really good Super Bowls. Last year's Super Bowl was good. I'm just saying, like, when you think of all these pieces, it's like, okay, what do you want from the game? I, would, I generally want it to be a close game, one that's in doubt until the end. Check. I want it to be... The halftime show. It's a concert on television. What do you expect from it? Are you expecting to get the greatest concert experience of your life? No. Was it fine? Yes. Check. Okay. The commercials, that that was the only thing that like of those three that you're like, were they very good? No, because I don't remember any of them. Like that that's basically what it comes down to for me. Mm. Fair enough. So you're you're saying I just need to go in the Super Bowl next year with with massively lowered expectations. Yeah. And then I'll be more entertained. I mean, I just think, yeah, I'm not saying that you needed. I still, I still don't think the game was that good of a game. I know it was close. I, just, it wasn't that great of a football game. In my like opinion. I don't sit down to watch the Super Bowl and expect to be absolutely positively blown away. You know, like you have to have like middling expectations. So then when you do get blown away, then you're like, man, this was phenomenal. You know, yeah. like that was a mirac- like a, a amazing game. The Seahawks won when they threw the interception on the goal line. Like that was yeah. a phenomenal game where it was like. Well, yeah, that's because it was it was super it was close, but at the same time, it's not like they punted eight or nine times in a row like they did in hey, that game. We got the we got to see the longest punt in the history of the Super Bowl. We saw history. <laughs> yeah, it was, honestly, it was a punter's wet dream that game. It was. If you loved watching guys punt, but Tom, I, I Tommy Birch probably loved it. I don't. I don't love watching guys punt. Is the thing. It's fine. They should just get rid of punts and have every team go for it on fourth down. Football would be so much more entertaining that way, honestly. Ban kickers. And I guess so. Dude. Yeah, I guess it would. Yeah. There'd be so much, so many more high leverage situations. It's true. So, anywho, all right, you want to move on to would yeah, you rather? Just hit, let's do two. Would you rather? All right, two would you rather's. Uh, I got one through one hundred on this list. Okay, let's do uh, seventy-six. Seventy-six. Would you rather have X-ray vision or magnified hearing? Uh, x-ray vision or magnified hearing probably x-ray vision so what situations do you think that x-ray vision would help you in or that you'd gain from having x-ray vision i mean what would you gain from having magnified hearing well you could you could be like a fly on the wall for like if you're clear across the room but you want to hear someone's conversation oh so in other words you could sit and uh and listen to conversations that don't yeah. have anything to do with you exactly you could just get up in everybody's business well yeah <laughs> but think about it like that'd be really useful as a spy you could become a, like a, a a big time paid spy just because you're hearing super awesome so basically you'd be a superhero yeah well i mean superman has x-ray vision yeah and I'm, I guess I don't no no superhero comes to mind that has uh, magnified hearing, but at the same time, yeah, that would be a superhero trait. I mean, I guess I see your point. I don't know. I don't think I would really. I'm, I'm I still, don't know that I would really want either one of them that bad. But okay, here in my in my um, head, magnified hearing, like you can you can tune out stuff if you don't want to listen to it. Okay, it, it's not constantly on. Uh, yeah, I feel like it when it first happens, it'd be like in the movies when you just hear like tons of things. Yeah, you know it all at once, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Because think about like if if you had X-ray vision the whole time, then that wouldn't be fun either. You know, no. so 
Uh, I'm still waiting for you to tell me what what this this magical X-ray vision situation is. I don't know. When, I don't want. I don't think that I want magnified would, hearing. Like I said, would you just I, make? I don't. I don't need to hear everything because I okay. don't need to be in everybody's so, business. So it is. It's more of a. I don't need. It's more of a. I don't want magnified hearing thing. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, I'm trying to think of things that you could do with X-ray vision now, and I'm just thinking like you could you could probably make a lot of money being airport airport TSA like like without like absolutely human computer. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So I guess you could have answered that. I'm, just, I'm giving you your answer. You're welcome. There we go. All right. Let's do that. I could tell people if their bones are broken. That's true. I could be a doctor. That's true. You, you, could, you could monetize this. And that's, that's really the, what everyone wants to do. And my services would probably be a lot cheaper than an x-ray machine. True. You'd save a lot of people a lot of money. I would know if my elbow was broken already. That's a good point. Boom. But if you had, if you had magnified hearing, you could, have, you could have heard if the bone snapped or not. <laughs> There you go. Oh. Anyways, let's let's do our our last. Would you rather? Uh, what? Four. Four. Make me scroll. All right. Would you rather take an action-packed European vacation or spend two weeks at the same Caribbean resort? Action-packed. What's action-packed mean? It just says action-packed, Jared. I don't know what action-packed means. What like, is, does that mean that I'm all of a sudden going to be like in Taken 6 and I'm like fighting Russians and stuff like um, that? Action-packed Euro- European vacation. I would say that means like you are like you're doing stuff every day. Like you're, you're going places, uh, you're doing stuff. I, I, would, I would say action-packed is more like your, your schedule is booked wall-to-wall. Like doing no, no, then I'd want to be at the Caribbean. Okay. I'd want to be on the island and in the, in, on the beach. Yeah, I'm with you. I, th- I, I think... Uh, and it's funny because it's just two weeks at the same Caribbean resort, but at the same time, European, it doesn't give you a time. Sounds frame. like two weeks in heaven, to be honest. Yeah, I, I agree. I'd rather be sitting on a beach. I want, to me, I prefer my vacations to be spontaneous to where you don't really have that much stuff planned. You know, same. like you're just doing whatever you want to. <laughs> totally with you. Um, I, I don't mind doing things, but at the same time, I like to, like, if I, if I wake up that day and feel like doing something, then I can put it on the schedule. Right. Yeah, like you can schedule things, but it's just like, no, like I'm just gonna go, I'm just gonna do whatever I want. Like I don't, yep. I don't really have a desire. I have no like, obligations. I have no obligations. Yeah, yeah, totally yeah it, exactly. Yeah. Yep. All right, we've been recording this in the Carl Chevrolet Studios. Thanks to the professional MBA program at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State, for being the presenting sponsor. Stands and fits. You have any final things to say? Um, I guess go Wildcats. It would be the thing I'd say. Go Wildcats. Want them to beat the Jayhawks. Hopefully, by the time people listen to this, we'll know uh, more about the Big 12 race. And beat the Horned Frogs. Talk to you guys next week. Peace.